Content warning. Tone Deaf is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the shows we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. Thank you all so much for your support of our show over the past weeks, months, year. Just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You you make our hearts sing. In fact, you give us happy tappy toes. You could almost say you give us happy feet. Nice transition. Why, thank you, darling. I, I think that that was the best transition I've made. I'll be sure to put you in the warrants for best transition. Why, thank you. But yes, today we are going to be talking about Happy Feet. Which I remember that being the thing that existed in theaters, and I saw advertisements for it, and I just... Never went. Never saw it. Me being the way that I am, I did see it. <laughs> I saw it more than once. Really? I think I may have had it on DVD, actually. When did it come out? That's a good question, Warren. Happy Feet is a 2006 musical film. Okay. It is brought to you by George Miller. Um, I assume he is a theater person? <laughs> I'm so glad that you don't remember who George Miller is. Is is, is he of the Milwaukee Millers and, and make <laughs> shitty beer? <laughs> I mean, the, the, that's fair, but he's actually an Australian director. Oh. And he is the same director of many classic family films, such as Babe, which he wrote and produced but did ah, not direct. Ah, the pig. Witches of Eastwick, Babe Pig in the City, Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, and Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> that is quite the spectrum of, of family-friendly to post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yes, George Miller, responsible for this delight, delightful family-friendly romp that we're going to be seeing, also did... Mad Max. And in fact, Happy Feet was inspired by something that happened while he was working on Mad Max 2. <laughs> now, another, another disclaimer from Warren, since I am devoid of all things culturally, culturally relevant at any given point in time. Now, I've never seen any Mad Max movie, not even Mad Max Fury Road, even though I okay. know that one was really good and was more recent and all that. Uh, I have no I have no idea under what scenario somebody <laughs> working on that film can be like, you know what? Tap Dancing Penguins. That's gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that film, Tap Dancing Penguins. So let's get back to people gutting each other for food <laughs> and wearing human skin. Drive cars, go fast. <laughs> So he was inspired to write Happy Feet while working on Mad Max 2 when he encountered the son of expedition photographer Frank Hurley, uh, who was part of the Shackelford expeditions to Antarctica. Hurley, you must be kidding. 
I am I am serious. Don't Surely that joke is a stretch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to work in the airplane line and it just didn't work. Uh, That's because the joke that I gave you was beyond stupid and required <laughs> a departure from, <laughs> from critical thinking and reality in order uh, to make it work. God damn. Thus is the era of our Lord 2020. <laughs> I refuse to call 2020 my lord. Um, <laughs> so this uh, son of Frank Hurley was also a cameraman and had filmed a documentary in Antarctica. He and Miller were having some shakes, and the cameraman said, You've got to make a film in Antarctica. It's just like out here in the wasteland. It's spectacular. His other inspiration... Uh, Miller's other inspiration, in his own words, was Life in the Freezer, a BBC documentary. The next big step was when I was a doc- when I saw a documentary done by the BBC called Life in the Freezer, and I suddenly saw the natural history of emperor penguins, and it completely blew me away. I thought, here's an amazing story written by nature, and then I saw that they sing to each other to imprint on each other and mate. I thought that everyone has a song. One of the characters can't sing, but he can dance, and before I knew it, I was in the middle of a musical. On behalf of our friends over at Cephalon Square, I'm so I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. I'm so sorry. With your Australian I've done a accent. Crocodile Dundee garbage thing. But... but what's funny about that is I don't think I could do a better one, so. <laughs> I'm doing a Spice Australian. <laughs> spice Australia. <laughs> Crikey, mate. <laughs> so, I'm only wondering why they never called their the uh, documentary WAP for wet-ass penguins. <laughs> then they make a sequel. Well, I guess you can go WAP and CAP for wet-ass penguins and cold-ass penguins. First they WAP, then they CAP, then they WAP, then they CAP. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a blanket and a fish for this wet-ass penguin. <laughs> or would I guess be a pebble and a fish for this wet-ass penguin? Emperor penguins don't use pebbles. You know, I should know that because I did a fourth grade report on emperor penguins. I only know that because I worked at an aquarium that had penguins for years and... Had to correct a lot of misconceptions about penguins. Like they're not fish. Fuck. <laughs> if you ever need a case in point for why education should be the number one investment in our society, followed by healthcare, well, healthcare and education, I think, are, are equally important. Mm -hmm. um, anybody who's ever been an educator at any type of zoo, aquarium, aviary. Mm -hmm. Museum. Museum. Yeah. Children yeah. should not think that penguins are Ad fish. Adults should not think penguins were fish. That, no. Because, I, I mean, I had adults being like, oh, look, they're breathing underwater. No, those no. are bubbles coming off of their off their feathers that zips down and... Oh, anyway, back to happy feet. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're talking about tap dancing We're penguins. We're talking about tap dancing penguins, and I promise next George Miller quote I will not do the shitty Australian accent. Oh no, you have to do it the whole in, the whole intro now. Anything quoted by him, you gotta gotta keep with consistency. God, that was such a bad accent. I am so sorry, y'all. <laughs> so 
2001 was when the ball really started rolling. However, when uh, producer Doug Mitchell was in this meeting uh, with... Wow, I wrote that really weird. I'm rubbing off on you. You are rubbing off on me in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> so 2001 was when the ball really started rolling. This was when producer Doug Mitchell was in a meeting with Warner Brothers president Alan Horn and was like, Hey, want to read a rough draft of this Penguin movie script that George Miller helped write? And Why, I sure do. Warner Brothers, so American. Oh. Um, <laughs> Miller was on his way back home to Australia and touched down, and when he touched down, he found out his movie got funded. Touchdown! <laughs> this movie that he was in the first draft of writing just gets funded. Just gets greenlit. <laughs> And it was supposed to be released after Mad Max 4, but then 2003 and the second Iraq war happened, and, like, the Australian dollar got fucked up and stuff, so that changed the plans for Warner Brothers, and they were like, okay, nope, Happy Feet's next, then you can do another Mad Max movie. Um, fun fact, uh, during the early stages of Happy Feet, there was a concept for the plot that included literal aliens. Like, <sighs> actual, honest-to-God aliens taking away the Earth's resources in the same way that we take resources from the penguins. The latter is actually a huge plot point in the movie. Um, and the day would be saved when our main mer- main character makes their plight sympathetic and uh, man makes first contact with aliens. It's either man or penguins make first contact with aliens. Uh, it was removed. <laughs> uh, the only thing that exists from this stage of Happy Feet's development is concept art. That's it. But, you know, at least real aliens aren't in this. <laughs> I'm searching somewhere for a joke, and uh, I'm still just in shock about the possibility that we could have had aliens Mm -hmm. in Happy Feet. But, I mean, then again, who knows? Maybe it would have been interesting and whimsical and somebody would have gotten probed. (laughs) Well, Mm, These life forms have one hole. (laughs) It is (laughs) multi-purpose. Your cloaca will be aching in the morning. God. Oh my god. I'm sorry for me. <laughs> That's gonna be on a shirt one day or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, from, uh, there is a little bit of the whole alien thing that gets referenced in this, and it'll make sense when you see the movie. Um, the cast of this has some pretty big names. One of them is even a tone-deaf alumnus. Oh, shit. Memphis, the father of our main character, is played by none other than Wolvie. Who? Hugh Jackman. <gasps> oh, Wolverine. Oh. Wolvie. Oh, sorry, sorry. You said Wolvie, and then my brain started going to what character was Wolvie? Not like a character, not a, not a <laughs> bullshit name that I made up for the purposes of my recounting. That, I did not know that Hugh Jackman was in this. Cool. Yes, Hugh Jackman is in this. Um, we also have Brittany Murphy, who plays uh, the love interest. 
Elijah Wood plays Mumble, who's our protagonist penguin. Um, Brittany Murphy passed away. She did. She actually passed away 2007. Okay. She passed away after this movie. She was in King of the Hill as Luann. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, we have Elijah Wood playing Mumble, who's our protagonist penguin. Uh, Nicole Kidman (laughs) is Mumble's mother, Norma Jean. Robin Williams is in this. He oh. plays the narrator, Ramon, Cletus, and Loveless because it's Robin Williams and, and his voice can do anything or yes. could do anything. Rest in peace, bud. And Steve Irwin as Trev, really? an elephant seal. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yep, he was also an albatross in a deleted scene that has been included in the DVD extras. And the film is dedicated in part to Steve since he had passed just before release. Oh. Um, this will be your first exposure to Savian Glover, who is a ridiculously amazing tap dancer, and he provides the motion capture for Mumble's tap dancing. All of the other dancers and motion capture artists had to go to Penguin School, which is much better than the cat school that the folks from the Cats movie went to. And the mocap in this looks better than anything in the Cats movie. (laughs) But I imagine it might be a little bit easier to mocap as a penguin mm-hmm. because I because you you got you got to get the waddle in. Well, you're, we'll you're... actually get into it. Uh, what they had to do with the motion capture because if you think about it, you've got an animal that doesn't have hands to really gesture. They can they do use their wings a bit to you know anthropomorphize a lot, but they're trying to keep them as realistic as possible. And so... So where does the tap dancing come in for realistic as possible? <laughs> Other than the <laughs> tap dancing. I gotta... Oh, I just watched... You know, guys, it was great. When I said that to Kay, they just kind of froze and gestured with their hands without saying anything as their brain struggled to go, God damn it, my husband is making me... Because, <laughs> like, with, with birds... A lot of your motions are going to be in the head. They had to get you to move your head like a bird. And I'll actually skip to this, um, even though it's further in my notes than normal. But they rigged up their motion capture sensors, or their motion capture suits, with sensors like a normal suit. But they also had special headgear. And they gave them electric shocks whenever they did something wrong, right? <laughs> no, but it was it was headgear so that they were aware of what their heads were doing and where their beak would be mm. if they were an actual penguin, so that the beaks would be that's crafty. Yeah, and uh, they and you know, bird movement and emoting requires adjustments for a beak. It because we don't have that. All of our emotion is eyes, mouth, lips, cheeks. Birds, it's Mostly eyes, but also where their beaks are. Ah! Yeah, like, it's it's different. Um, so then, um, back to where I was in my notes. Um, the rest of Mumble's motion capture is provided by Matt Lee, who's the judge from So You Think You Can Dance Australia. Little fun tidbit there. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, don't, I don't watch the American version of that. So, like I was saying, uh, the motion capture is wild with this film, not just with, like, the head movements and the fact that they had to create a new headgear for creating a bird with motion capture. Because, again, you don't, 
it, most of the things that we make motion capture still have a pretty similar face to ours. Like, mm -hmm. very rarely you'll have something like Jungle Book where you have to deal with a snout. And even then, it's still mammalian, not avian. So, very different. Um, but they also had to deal with things like feathers and, like, how penguins have... Oh, God, what was it? It's like... 100 feathers per square inch yeah, on their body. Their feathers are incredibly dense and packed. Yeah, tightly. and they're doing that for this Wonder how, in had, 2006. They had to have some type of procedurally generated... So there's no yes, way they could they have did. modeled each feather. They had a whole ass server farm built by IBM just for this movie. Uh took four years to make with... Uh, one of the calculations that I read was like 17 million CPU hours over nine months being used just for rendering. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and this was sort of an easier thing for George Miller because the technology existed now. Unlike how he had to wait 10 years to be able to do Babe after he mm. read the book. <laughs> because the technology to create the animal mouth movements and make it look as realistic as it did. Because... Babe, for the time, yeah, very, for the time was very good. Yeah, very good. I haven't seen it in years. I don't know that it holds up. I mean, that might be an interesting thing to watch someday, but... Then again, I'm remembering that the second movie was not nearly as good as the first movie. I saw the second movie once. Mm -hmm. I saw Babe way more times than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, Ram, you. Anyway... <laughs> I know that whole poem, and I hate it. But, um... God damn. Um, but anyway, uh, like I had said, though, there were... There's a lot of spectacle with this. But that's not the only thing that makes this notable. So George Miller said he wasn't trying to create an environmentalist film. But, in Australia... We're very, very aware of the ozone hole. Ah, I can't do it anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck it. In Australia, we're very, very aware of the ozone hole, and Antarctica is literally the canary in the coal mine for this stuff, so it sort of had to go in that direction. So, this Con whole... Huh? Considering that this year, Antarctica yeah. melted? Yeah, this... It's one of those things where it's like, maybe not enough people watched Happy Feet. Mm. <laughs> um, but so, this whole movie is going to be from the point of view of these penguins so that kind of changes like there will be things that are man-made disasters essentially for these birds that drive the plot and they don't know what man is because they're penguins in antarctica and most penguin colonies have probably never seen a human. I would say they're not in contact with the penguins who hang out with the researchers. Exactly, and... exactly. They're not hanging out with researchers. They're farther in on the shelf. Um, and this is a very animalistic view of the world, uh, complete with the issues that they face in the wild, complicated by overfishing and climate change brought on by man. Which makes sense. This is the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, and we're starting to kind of wake up to climate change. No longer it's not just the hole in the ozone, which 
still was an issue, still kind of is an issue. Like, yes, it's closed up, but uh, you've got to fucking balance with things. And that's just one part of a whole puzzle that leads to our climate. Um, but then you, we have us going, oh shit, we're about to cause a collapse in the oceans and fuck everything up because of krill. You take that little block out, everything collapses. And that's part of this movie. Krill, the mosquitoes of the ocean. Yes. Um, that being said, while this is an environmental film, there are some inaccuracies. Like you pointed out, penguins don't tap dance. Um, there's some... <laughs> yes, I'm right about something. <laughs> At least not intentionally, they don't. I mean, they do kind of tap their feet a bit, but not like a dance. They're not blue-footed boobies. They don't dance as part of their mating behavior. Um, but they are only serially monogamous instead of uh, monogamous for their entire lifespan, as it's implied in this movie. Um, they also don't have penguin cults. What? Yes. Um, and they don't sing as well as they do in this movie, though I'm sure to another penguin they're fucking Pavarotti. Um, but even with that, this isn't to, this isn't as bad as, say, how Disney would probably have handled this at this time. Or any time for their animated features, because, I mean, Lion King has a host of issues with it with animals, and I Jungle Book, too. Um, or a lesser writer or filmmaker than George Miller would probably not have handled this as well. Like, I will say, yes, there is some silly shit in it, but it's still pretty good, and he keeps it pretty well grounded in reality. Um... Honestly, when I first saw stuff for Happy Feet, I got flashbacks to Scamper the Penguin. Did you ever see Scamper? No. It was, I believe it was a Japanese cartoon, and it was two little Adeli penguins, one blue, one pink, that uh, go on an adventure. They meet a rock hop, or no, a macaroni penguin, not a rock hopper penguin, and uh, a dog named Cowboy and that's with this researcher group and like it goes through all the issues if you're a baby penguin growing into an adult penguin maybe i have yeah I... there's some similarities to it but i don't think it's really that big of similarities to it but um yeah it, it's one of those things that uh I, I don't think George Miller was inspired by Scamper at all. I haven't seen anything to show that, but it did give me Scamper vibes when I first watched it. And, and it could just be because of penguins. Could be because of penguins. I mean, completely different species of penguin, even though Adele's feature in this one. As far as, as much as I... Uh, kind of mix that up. As far as I know, there's not a whole lot of children's media with penguins. I mean, I can think of The Pebble and the Penguin, the one you mentioned... Happy feet, and then I'm kind of like, what? Mr. Popper's penguins. We don't speak about that. God, that was a nightmare when I was working at the aquarium. Penguins are not bloodhounds. No. And, and anyway. Gen 2 penguins, I will say this, they do make terrible pets. <laughs> they are the best of the penguins, but, <laughs> in my opinion, they're cute. They are very cute, and I love their little earmuffs. You're, you're they're very, so they're very cute. cute penguins. They're the best penguins. Um, anyway, 
onto the aspect that makes this a musical other than the tap dancing. Now, I will say, this is a jukebox musical. I should hate this, but I don't. Um, we'll file this under Kay's guilty pleasure. Kay's guilty pleasure. It should be something that and you dislike, but despite I'm, all reasons you should dislike it, you like it. I'm starting to come around on jukebox musicals, but there are some that I'm kind of like, why does this exist? Some of you know the ones I'm talking about, some of you don't, but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make people hate me on this podcast yet. That's not my until job. we get to the musicals that I hate. <laughs> um, but you, you're gonna run the gamut from Prince to Stevie Wonder, from Queen to the Beach Boys in this. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Brittany Murphy, Hugh Jackman, and Robin Williams all sing their parts in this. So it's not somebody else dubbing for them. They all sing, uh, and. That makes it count enough as a musical for me. Um, also, the music is incorporated. The characters are singing these songs. It's not just playing in the background. It's it's actually in-universe singing. Um, and what's fun is Prince originally wasn't going to let them use the song Kiss for the show. But then he saw some footage and he was like, I'll do you even better than you using Kiss. I'll write you a whole ass song for the closing credits. That's nice of him. Yep. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but this is tone deaf and you got to use a swear on this show. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, the show was groundbreaking in more than just the motion capture aspect because it was the only Warner Brothers animated film to win best animated feature. Damn, I'm trying to think of other animated Warner Brothers films, and I'm, I think I'm always thinking of like DreamWorks and not Warner Brothers, because I don't know yeah. other stuff that they've done, but that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it, it not only was that, but it was the first winner of that award to feature non-animated elements. The rule for uh, the Academy inclusion into animated picture is at least 75% animated. Uh, this has a section that's live action, and ah. yes, and it's really cool how they do it. Um, the film grossed forty one point six million in the first week, and by June of two thousand eight, it had made three hundred eighty four point three million worldwide. Damn! It made it. It made back its hundred million dollar budget easily. And when you were talking about having MIB. Up, am I? IBM. <laughs> Here comes the IBM. <laughs> All the, those processors. The men in black did not build them. But yes, uh, <laughs> when the IBM built a whole server farm for them just to have the computing power necessary mm -hmm. to render all the fucking feathers on these penguins, mm -hmm. uh, I immediately was just like, well, that cost a pretty penny. So yeah. like, you have to have confidence in your film to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then, you know, I'm glad that it paid off for them. It did. It paid off a lot. Unfortunately, it paid off so much that there's a sequel. And judging by the expression, the pained expression on your face, the sequel is subpar. We'll cover it someday. <laughs> Matt Damon and Brad Pitt are in it. I mean... They voiced two krill. That want to move up the food chain. It's that, really stupid. I actually kind of love that. 
It's so <laughs> stupidly done. It reminds me of that one uh, movie that came out at the same time as uh, Madagascar. I think it was called. Oh, 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 oh. The yeah. Wild. Or I think Into it is the called wild. The Wild. Or yeah. Into the Wild, yeah. With the evil news that are trying to become predators. And it's just. <sighs> It's one of those things that's like, I appreciate your drive. However, your biology says that... It upset me so much, too, because it's such a well-animated movie that The Wild is. I mean, Happy Feet 2 is, too, but it's just... See, when you're saying Happy Feet, I was thinking, of course, of the penguins in Madagascar, because you know, you know... (laughs) They just went, you know what, penguins, we'll make them smooth. We're just going to make them... (laughs) We're going to make them smooth all over. We're not going to waste any computing power... Penguins are smooth all over. I mean, I've heard they're pretty silky smooth. The smooth birds are eating me. (laughs) The smooth lions are eating me. (laughs) Sharks are smooth. (laughs) No, sharks are rough, Kay. They're rough. Sharks are smooth all over. (laughs) With penguins, they actually kind of feel like if you stretch a wetsuit over a football. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been able to pet a penguin. I know that when we did one of the penguin encounters at the aquarium you worked at, I I had I had to resist very hard trying to pet them. Yeah, no, I've never pet like an actual penguin, but you could like touch the feathers and there was a model of where the feathers are on them and stuff and how densely packed they are and they just they don't feel it's kind of like when you go to touch an octopus and you think it's going to be squishy and then you have to grab its arm to move it off of yours and it feels like you're grabbing Lou Ferrigno's bicep they're just solid yeah and that's penguins too like there should have been a scene with Mumble beating the shit out of something and just whoever he beat the shit out of coming back with just fucking welts all over his body it is one of the things people don't often uh think about is the fact that penguins are quite muscular they're Mm -hmm. quite dense Mm -hmm. they have to be able to navigate through the water incredibly quickly and they have to be able to swim fast enough to propel themselves out of the water like pound for pound muscle mm-hmm. wise for their size they are stronger than a human olympian yeah i god i fucking love penguins penguins are i cool. mean as seen by my little penguin in a hoodie he's a cute little penguin, he's a penguin. A hoodie. He, he's i don't know he's if he's got a purple him. hoodie does, does your penguin with the purple hoodie from an aquarium that we won't name does it does it have a name I've been asking him, and he hasn't told me his name yet. Oh. But he's cute. He's a nameless penguin. He's a nameless penguin. Kay's a desk penguin. Yeah. It's a little emperor penguin, too, which is funny, because we didn't have those at that aquarium. Nope. Just gentoo. Just gentoos. Just gentoo penguins. Emperor penguins would be too difficult for captivity. They they require a lot more terrain, and they are more... like they're, They're... They do have them at SeaWorld. Which sucks. Yeah, but SeaWorld has, like, no morals or ethics. Yeah. And that's why a lot of their animals just die. Or I... kill people. Allegedly. Because <laughs> SeaWorld's highly litigious. Allegedly. <laughs> but also, SeaWorld sucks. Yeah, fuck you, SeaWorld. I, I'm not as... The... Monterey Bay all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, some animals... And Scripps. Scripps is cool. Some animals should not be kept in captivity. No, they should not. And uh, also, people should not think that some animals would be as friendly with humans at and this doesn't ever have anything like that in this this 
that's one thing that I really commend this movie on is even though marketing did all the, oh my God, look at cute mumble, look at how cute he is toys. No, you don't. Watching this, you don't want a penguin as a pet. <laughs> you don't. Like, they <laughs> don't show them shitting, like, two feet behind them because it's a kid's movie. Like a super soaker blast. <laughs> it's of pure yeah. shit. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> it just reminds me of the aquarium watching penguins take shits. Uh, so, but what's funny about that is it does make me think of the first Ace Ventura movie where mm-hmm. he has a penguin and it lives in the freezer. He has a doggy door on his freezer and the penguin just comes sliding right out. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Though they do have to. <laughs> I think that's the other issue with emperors is that emperors have to be kept so really cold. cold. They're yeah, like because they live inland. Yeah, they live inland where you get the really high storms. Yeah, so it's like they. That's why the reason they're bigger and fluffier is they can. They're the only penguins that can handle that level of yeah. cold. Yeah, them and then Adelis will sometimes go that far out, but or far inland, but not as much. But, yeah, I am kind of bummed that they don't have any Gen 2s in this, but whatever. Whatever. They're not They're not uh, shown as much in Penguin Media. More Gen 2 representation in Penguin Media, please. They're the cutest. We see there's a hierarchy. That's why they're called Emperor Penguins and then King Penguins. <laughs> King Penguin babies are so ugly. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Boy, this got this all tangenty. This has gotten all tangenty. So, are you ready to see, for the first time, one of the greatest penguin movies of all time? It's better than March of the Penguins, which came out around the same time. <laughs> and is depressing as fuck. because well, more life. I'm so glad that they don't have a scene with Norma Jean and another penguin fighting over Mumble. Oh, because one of the penguins lost its baby, and so it's trying to steal it from another penguin? God, I will never get that scene out of my head <laughs> from March of the Penguins. It a dark, upset me so much. A dark third uh, installment in this series is showing a mother penguin who's hysterical because they lost their baby. He has said that Happy Feet 3 kicks around in his head, but he can't come up with a plot for it. And if you were to stick a gun to his head and say come up with a plot for Happy Three Feet, he would be, uh, 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 and then blam! Yeah, George Miller did all the Happy Feets. How about combining his two loves? Happy Pete in the Mad Max universe. <laughs> where they've just become these apex ocean predators, and you can have, uh, Something with like we're gonna throw him into the penguin pit and the penguins skip strip the skeleton like a pack of piranhas. I just don't know how he would do Happy Feet three without Robin Williams because his his characters are through both movies and instrumental to both movies. I miss Robin Williams. I do too. Okay. All right. Let's <laughs> let's, let's uh go into the freezer. And watch Happy Feet. Grab your coats. And count the bodies. And grab your hat. Leave your worries on the doorstep. Just direct your feet to go watch Happy Feet. Okay. Hey, Warren. Hey, Kate. 
Do you know what time it is? Is it time to thank our favorite people in the whole world? Heck yeah! Today, we would like to thank our stage crew sponsor, Jasmine Wu, and our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Reagan, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your support of our show. We truly appreciate it. Feeling better for me is top priority, mentally, physically, and emotionally. They all work together. Talking about the things that we all may experience, but just don't quite know how to say, really opens up some new dialogue and perspective. That's the goal here. Sometimes you got to see yourself a little bit better and leave yourself alone because there are other people who see you for exactly who you are. And that's all good. We stay elevated here. But even Dr. Jekyll had a dark side. I mean, who doesn't love a good story to make the hairs on their arms stand up? I started to walk a little faster, just figuring if it was probably someone trying to scare me. It was like a hazing, but this didn't feel right. Night Owl is the hangout for those horror fans looking for a little bump in the night. Monday motivation, Friday frights. We like balance here, and the Bird Brain Podcast has it all. Take flight. Sleep tight. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. Okay. Yeah. Why are there vultures in the office? Oh, um, so, first off, I guess that Happy Feet is worse than I remembered it, but second off, it gave me a great idea. Also, these are not vultures. These are California condors. Come on now. They all eat dead things. They're adorable. Anyway, so you know how- Aren't they endangered? Yes! That's actually the thing that's going on. Oh, buddy, is that No, no. You're gonna get killed again, scrub. Isn't- aren't we committing like a federal crime right now? No, we're not, because they're learning to play Fortnite. <laughs> Why? Because Happy Feet taught me that the only way to save a species that's endangered, or endangered in the case of these guys, is to do something to make them go viral. So I am teaching all of these California condors how to play Fortnite. Then maybe people will stop using lead bullets. I... Uh... Hey, 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 hey! Nope, nope, don't eat that. Nope. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, use use your talons. Use your talons. Good job, good job. Oh, get him, get him, get him! Awesome. Okay, here's a treat. I... I was gonna say I don't think this is gonna work, but... That was a solid headshot, so... Right? They're they're good. They're smart. Yeah, who's a good boy? Who's ah. a good boy? You are, yeah. Just don't say anything hateful on the internet, otherwise you're going to get yourself canceled. Yeah, and I'm not going to pick up the pieces for you if you do something stupid. No, I'm not. Please wash your hands before you touch me. Oh, of course. These things smell. They do. Okay, guys, let's let's take a break. Go, go on outside. Uh, I don't know. Take five. Flap around the neighborhood. Terrorize the neighbor dog. I don't know. Have fun. Leave Latte alone. All right. So, back to uh, Happy Feet. <laughs> yeah, back to. Ha- uh, I remembered it, was... it being better than it was. <laughs> it's okay. 
was okay. Yeah, I kind of felt like the beginning and the middle were pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel like it fell apart a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, other people may disagree and think that the ending was was just fine, and the third act was was perfectly uh, serviceable. And I guess in a way it was. I remember uh, the third act being better. And now I'm sitting here going, no, you were just desperate for good penguin media. <laughs> I could believe that. <laughs> Penguins have not been represented well in the majority of uh, media, no, I would say. No, they haven't. And they deserve better. Penguins do deserve better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute little feathery fluff balls that smell like rotting fish. I know, but they're so they're so cute and they're so perfectly adapted, just like our little condor friends. Ah, <sighs> and you know they, penguins are only the way they are because of the great the great Gwyn. And if it wasn't <laughs> for the great Gwyn, what is it about the animal centered and inanimate object centered musicals that we have covered, and cults? Um, cats, Starlight Express. Uh, you know this. I, I, I'm gonna say that penguins having a cult slash religion is more logical than fucking trains! That's true. That's true. So, I will say that, and, uh, it, you know, the argument could be made it's a Mm -hmm. sign of intelligence because they're trying to create a, in their minds, rational explanation for natural phenomena that are beyond their understanding. That's fair. That is fair. And I mean... Birds, with the way that their neurons are packed densely, we can't tell what they're... I mean, they just realize that crows do have theory of the mind, so... And that they do recognize that they have a mind. I wonder what crow god is like. Crow god gives plentiful peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I... The ending of this movie and the messages in this movie are so fucking scattered. It, like... They try really hard to have messages, but they couldn't pick one and stick with it. If you're gonna do what? If you're gonna do multiple messages, you have to, like, actually hit those multiple messages in such a way that it sticks with you. Whereas with this, it's like, be be true to yourself, but also yeah. don't shun people, but also save the earth, but also yeah. penguins have God. One more thing. <laughs> That's very much how it felt like. It's it was like a shotgun thing. blast. <laughs> it was a bird shot, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because um, my sister Shay watched mm-hmm. this with us, and she had seen this back in theaters and i had not so 2000 what did we determine 2006. 2006 yeah so she had seen it and she must have seen it with our parents um because uh, i was talking with with my mother and stuff and about our uh about the episode that was coming up and when we had mentioned happy feet she had this look on her face and i didn't understand what she meant until after we watched it mm-hmm. but she said i hate when movies try to have a point and then they don't go for it like yeah they don't they don't achieve it and yeah like the are i can mm-hmm. i can i can see that perspective and yeah. part of that comes into as you're saying them trying to have their fingers in too many pies yeah so, that, so you know if that analogy is worth 
a and pinch of salt and a pound of pepper and some chicken I, legs. I and... kind of sit here and go, if they had taken time with this, because it's not like a super long movie. And I know that with movies, you have to have it in a time slot to be able to have multiple showings in a day. But but then we wouldn't have all the wacky sliding penguin adventures and stuff like that like there 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 were plenty of parts of the movie that i kind of i kind of feel like that uh the movie should had it would have been a little bit better if it would have been a little bit more simple in terms of story Mm -hmm. uh because you know they they tried to go in one direction for two-thirds of the movie and then they kind of went in a different direction yeah and they kind of looped back in on themselves and it just didn't in my opinion feel uh sincere in a lot of ways they didn't do a very good job like for some reason when i had first seen it the whole humans or aliens subplot i actually kind of like that i love it it made me laugh i kind of wish that they had hit that a bit harder like more instances instead of it just being the latter part of the movie really hitting it hard you just have the scene with the skua and then they don't do anything with it for a while. And then they, it's it's like, ah, y'all missed a great opportunity. But I'm a Xenofiction fan. And I love seeing stuff where animals see humans from their perspective, their perspective yeah. into These a penguin. Creatures. Yeah, we're aliens to them, so. I agree, because I like Xenofiction as well. And mm-hmm. I think that if they had a little bit more of... The humans being aliens peppered yeah. throughout it. It could have been good. Because there is a research station in Antarctica. Yeah. Like, they are down there researching penguins. Yes. So it would be funny to, like, you know, when, when towards the end of the film, when you see uh, uh, the main penguin with a tracker, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I feel like, you guys are emperor penguins, which are being studied. Yeah. Actively being studied. Yeah. One of you is bound to have had a tracker at some point. Exactly. And, <laughs> like, it's because... Like you said, they have been studying penguins, and the period of time that this seems to take place, they would have already been doing tracking on them. They, they would have already had a They would have been base. down there for decades already. Like, yeah. That's the, that's the so thing that they, makes me laugh about that. Unless this is some incredibly insular penguin colony, which I doubt. Well, I mean, because from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong if you know, Kay, but from my understanding, like, especially king penguins and emperor penguins, they all just live in one giant commune. Like, they're not. Sure. I'm. I know more with Gentoo penguins than emperor penguins, because they're a little bit more dispersed, but, like. I don't know. It That is one thing that I feel was sort of falling short, because you could have very easily had helicopters going over and them being like, yeah, something aliens. like that. Like, you know, or, or you have a person, and I kind of feel like the Skua, uh, especially, considering that they are flyers, mm-hmm. and they would have had a larger range than the penguins. Yeah. The Skua should have been much more uh, familiar with the aliens, especially mm-hmm. the one because there's the school that are just like, yeah, yeah, you saw an alien. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like, you all should have seen an alien. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're on your continent. If you're flying around, you're probably seeing. You should know that they're... there's the aliens. And of course, they do that whole hand wavy forbidden shore thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of like, no, no. The forbidden shore. <laughs> Penguins would have known. And I would have loved to have known. seen 
a remote control emperor penguin show up because oh that's God. a thing that they do. <laughs> you know, you know what probably needs to happen is somebody needs to make another penguin movie just that that is more for fun. Yeah. And less trying to shoehorn in a uh, save the animals plot, which and. I feel bad criticizing that because yeah. that is important. It is. Environmental impact and the negative effect it has on species because of human meddling, mm-hmm. whether it be through pollution or mining or overfishing, you know, whatever yeah. it is, humans do have an impact on the environment and we should be aware of that and be doing our best to yeah. allow other creatures to also live because, you know, any disruption of the, mm-hmm. the ecosystem has ripples that we can't predict and other species will go extinct yeah you know i think that what did a really good job of it and what george miller would have probably benefited from seeing is samson and sally that's the one with the whales that has like basically this whole post-apocalyptic earth but it's from the point of view of these whales going through this ocean that's just been decimated with oil spills and mm-hmm. toxic waste. And all. it's it's the one that I was like, yeah, there's a scene where two walruses are tap dancing on toxic waste barrels and then their teeth start falling out. And yeah, <laughs> oh, for kids. <laughs> for kids! But, you know, that's one that actually, you know, they don't know what humans are. They're whales going through human things. And that would have been a good way to do that with the penguins, especially since they keep going, oh, humans are impacting the penguins. George. (laughs) You know, maybe this is just part of the uh, Happy Feet trilogy, and the third one is just going to be after, you know, global warming has ravaged the Arctic, or the Antarctic, and and they're going to be, you know, taking vehicles that were left there by humans and then it's going to be mad maxing it all over antarctica (laughs) with penguin tribes that are killing each other and mumble son that can't dance yes that's a plot point in the second movie uh is the leader i don't know there we go throat ripper the (laughs) throat ripper the eye eater i don't know okay Okay, enough tangents. Enough tangents. Enough tangents, Kay. We are a laser-focused podcast. <laughs> and we are here to... Well, first off, me figure out why I can't get my phone to do what I want it to do. So that you can see your notes. I can see my notes. Why? I don't know. I don't know why it's doing this. It, it's doing a thing, and I'm trying to get it to not do a thing. It's the curse from our work machines. It's spreading to your phone. You know, it's... Oh, I don't know what the hell I just did there. Okay, uh, everything's fine. Nobody worry. I totally did not do anything that would be alarming. I said Do you I have the launch codes? <laughs> I said I didn't, Kay. Don't look at me like that. Okay. I need to get the condors in here. <laughs> we'll have to have them intercept missiles and save the day. I would actually be kind of badass. Okay. Happy wings. <laughs> Radioactive wings. Uh, okay. Okay. Too many tangents. The podcast. Too many tangents here on Toe Def. Okay. Happy feet. 
2006, the musical motion picture. Happy Feet opens up with a cosmic scope, seeing the swirling nebula, the fiery star of our solar system, and then crashing down onto Earth. We then see penguin tits. I mean, (laughs) penguin cleavage, or more or less feathers, very obviously colored to look like penguin cleavage and therefore penguin Mm -hmm. tits. Because for kids... (laughs) <laughs> you gotta know which ones are female. You, you gotta. You can't rely on things like voice or mannerisms or anything like that. <laughs> we want to clearly see this penguin has double D's underneath <laughs> their fluff. Because God forbid we even have the hint of gay penguins. God forbid. And see, what makes me laugh about that is you had gay penguins when you worked at the aquarium. Yeah. Uh- Every aquarium has gay penguins. Penguins are uh, penguins are not straight. Like th- no, penguins are uh, total pansexual icons, and I love them. <laughs> okay, okay, back to penguin tits. <laughs> the penguin with tits ends, ended up cuddling the pecker of the cool the pecker of the coolest penguin on the block. His name is Memphis, and he I guess K had. I felt very dumb later because Kay was like, yeah, he was modeled to be like Elvis. That's why his name was Memphis. And I went, doy. (laughs) What's funny is that Memphis is the closest to a name that I could see someone giving a penguin at a research station. The other names like Maurice and Michelle and even Norma Jean, even though Norma Jean's referencing Marilyn Monroe, I'm like, I would give a penguin that name, but I don't think researchers would go... Hey, it's Michelle. Mm, true. <laughs> I think Memphis is a good name. Anyway, Norma Jean is the penguin with the tits, and Memphis is the coolest pecker of the, the penguin bunch, and the two of them fuck, and they make an egg. <laughs> Just as God intended. <laughs> These two penguins are the parents of the hero of our story, and we get to see the great trial of emperor penguins. Moms go away to eat fish, and the dads stay to incubate the eggs in big, undulating circles of penguin mass. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep warm. Yep, I don't know. And they do this all while singing and dancing to Penguin God, whose name is Gwyn. Is the it Gwyn? Great Gwyn. The Great Gwyn. Like Penguin. Oh, God. And I didn't... <laughs> I hate myself so much right now. Okay, okay. The great penguin god Gwyn. It's like naming our god Hugh Man. Yeah, like, if, yeah. Hugh Man. It's the god uh, Hugh. Pose yourself, Warren. <laughs> okay, so all the dads have their eggs, and then they cuddle up together in this big penguin mass to try and stay warm, all while worshipping the penguin god Gwyn and trying not to drop their eggs. Memphis fucks up, and he drops his egg. <laughs> he quickly recovers it and tucks it back under his belly fluff. No harm, no foul. God damn it. Except this is Antarctica, and shit dies here. Yeah. 
I'm glad that it wasn't like in March of the Penguins when they have the one egg not quite make it into the pouch during the transfer, and you just watch it instantly freeze. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, when they show him, because they're in the middle of a blizzard, and they show him drop the egg, and it rolls down for a bit, and it's like, oh, and instant death. Mm -hmm. Instant death. (laughs) Roll credits, you know. Uh, you just gotta to bone down with Norma Jean next year and hope that you don't fuck up this time, Memphis. She won't fuck him next year because of the way the penguin mating is. If, if oh. the baby doesn't make it, they just are like, okay. But remember, they they have uh, they very clearly indicated that there's monogamy in this group of penguins, just the way God intended. I mean. While I am monogamous, I do sit here and go, but penguin, (laughs) emperor penguins aren't. (laughs) Anyways, the sun comes back and all the dads eagerly await the hatching of their eggs. Memphis is like, oh, my egg is not hatching. In, In no way could it be my fault. A neighbor penguin comes over with their daughter, Gloria. And Gloria taps her pecker on the eggshell (laughs) and wakes the almost dead baby inside. The egg hatches, but the baby has fucked up feet. His feet are happy. No one should have happy feet. Feet are supposed to be sad or angry. Never happy. And the happy tappy baby is told to stop being happy tappy because that's just not how a penguin should be. They can't call the show fucked up feet, though, so it's happy feet. Yo, this penguin's got a jacked up ankle or some shit. <laughs> Rated G. I mean, it is one of those things where it's like, oh, so it, like like Shay said, oh, he's Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, I, God. Uh, I do like, though, the tapping that Gloria does because it comes back later in a very beautiful oh. way. Because that's what brings him out okay. by that little girl. Okay. I... So that's that's one of those, like, okay, this is a nice little callback. That... So did you pick out the tune, or is it just the act of tapping? It's just the act of tapping, because okay. it kind of brings him back okay. a little bit. That makes sense, because... I it was... wasn't the exact tune. Okay, I wasn't sure if like they had the same music or something, and I'm like, no. of course Kay would fucking remember... The, the specific tune of this little pecker face <laughs> tapping on an eggshell. Mumble is the name of the fucked up penguin with happy feet. And he's now ready to meet his mom. His dad tells him not to fucking move or else. <laughs> and then his dad gets a mini boner talking about how hot Mumble's mom is. It's like... It, it, <laughs> Because he does. Like, they're, all the penguins are standing in a row, and the babies are resting on their feet, and Mumble's really excited, and his dad's like, when you see your mom, don't move. And he's like, okay, I won't. I didn't realize moving was a crime, Dad. There's a lot I'm learning about how fucked up it is to be a penguin. In this monotheistic penguin society. <laughs> Anyways, Mumble's mama, Norma Jean, comes back and nuzzles her neglectful husband, then inquiring where the baby is. Memphis is like, uh... He was right here like 10 minutes ago. And Norma Jean wants to prepares to smack the shit out of Memphis, but Mumble shows up and is like, Mama! Norma Jean sees Mumble's little happy dance and is like, The fuck is wrong with him, Memphis? 
<laughs> Memphis tries to reassure her that he'll just grow out of it, and that we we uh, <laughs> and we see everything fast forward to Penguin School with Penguin Teacher teaching the young sponges how to be penguins. Penguin Teacher is like. Every penguin has a heart song, and if you don't have a heart song, well, you're not a real penguin. You're a freak, a freak of penguin nature. One who should be shunned and expelled from penguin society. Never to find a mate, never to make eggs, never, never, never. Have I sufficiently made my point about how important a heart song is? Good! Now who wants to try and sing their heart song first? It's better than what happens in real penguin crashes where it's like, hope the skuas don't eat you and stay in a group. <laughs> if you're in a group, the skuas might not eat you. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, Nature's harsh. Nature's harsh, yeah. Okay. A big... Instead, they just get psychologically damaged in the Happy Feet universe. They just get mind-fucked. By older penguins who tell them that they're wrong for existing. Why did the great Gwyn allow you to exist in this form? What would have been great is for Mumble to be, Why don't you have a mate? You must not have a heart song. <laughs> At least I can make a noise. Why are you a teacher? Because I love children. Do you have any eggs of your own? Well, no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, a big puffy penguin sings about not getting in his face or he'll fuck you up. And that's his heart song. Gloria sings about midnight or something. The dark emptiness within all of us that slowly suffocates and swallows joy. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, after Gloria's song, Mumble tries to stumble his way through a song, but just ends up embarrassing himself by making normal penguin noises instead of singing human songs. So, I have a theory. So, all of this is from the perspective of penguins, right? I hope so. You've... Well, yeah, it is. That was a rhetorical <laughs> question. Um, the penguins all think that they sound like fucking pop stars. But we as humans hear just horrible cacophonous noises. What if Mumble's singing voice is actually beautiful? So in the in the way that uh, you know we never hear him sing in front of humans. No. <laughs> so for all we know, he would have been Willie the fucking operatic whale, but a penguin. Either that or he's already doing the tap dancing. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my <laughs> And that would have just girl. pushed everything over the edge. No, you know what? We're, I'm okay with them never exploring that. <laughs> That's one too many plot threads. <laughs> and after Mumble reveals that he can't sing human songs, he can only make penguin noises, the teacher and the other penguins say that he's terrible, shaming Mumble and making him feel alienated. It's all good, though. Because Memphis, Memphis, the super good dad, and Cleavage Mom know of a super good penguin singer, and surely she can help. Turns out she can't, and I guess it's a really big deal for her ego. Anyways, during this scene, we get some cute happy-tappy dancing from Bumble, which seems to endear his mother, embarrass his father, and kind of generally piss off everyone else. Mm -hmm. especially, Don't be different! Yeah, especially the elders. The elders do not like mm -mm. anyone to be different they are very strict 
traditionalists. They will, they believe in the 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 traditional family unit. They believe in you know the uh, a, a theocratic society. They mm-hmm. want their priest class to rule everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just the way God intended. We see Mumble out in the vast white void, happily tapping his life away. Literally. Because while he's doing this, some birds come down and are like, Ha! What a freaky little flipper boy. Oh well, he's still food. Mumble's like, food? Where? There's food around here? <laughs> he reminds me of of your mom's puppy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the blank stare of... Why is there a hawk coming down after me? Yeah, Reggie... Everything's fine. Reggie, uh... Reggie has that vacant look in his eyes. Just, mm-hmm. I think that if you could go into his internal monologue, it would just be wind blowing through trees, you know, as he just stares. <laughs> Mumble has a little bit of that going on, at least at least early on. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the birds show up to eat Mumble, and Mumble tries to delay the inevitable by inquiring about the boss baby eater's yellow leg band and the strange markings all over it. The big bad boss bird regales Mumble <laughs> with a tale of him being... Abducted by aliens. This was one of my favorite scenes. He was being abducted by strange, squishy aliens who poked and prodded him with strange appendages. And when he woke up from from his severe probing, he had a band on his leg. A constant reminder of how he was horribly violated. <laughs> Anyways, it's time to eat the baby. And what's great about this scene, though, is while the boss... Because he's very into his own retelling yes. of this story and all his his friends behind him are just kind of mocking him while he does it oh, and because they've heard this story a million times so they're like mouthing along with him while he does it and they're just like nah, 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 nah. a little bit of it reminded me that false knees comic of the look at me i'm a human <laughs> <laughs> doing a human impression yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> As the baby-eating birds try to tear apart and devour Mumble, he trips and falls into an ice hole, where he cowers in fear as the murder birds talk to, talk about how much they want to tear him apart and eat him. While Mumble soils himself inside the murder hole, the scene just fucking changes, and all of a sudden he's back at Penguin School. No explanation of how he was saved, how he got out of the hole, how he got <laughs> back home safely. Just, nope, he just wills himself back to you know it was the great Gwyn. the great Gwyn <laughs> rescued the child of prophecy and delivered him back safely to his his uh shunning <laughs> I would, home i would think that uh if the great Gwyn was a direct penguin god uh Gwyn would have been like hey noah the elder shut the fuck up send this kid over to the aliens the aliens are gonna put him on youtube <laughs> It'll be good for everyone. We'll get monetized. We'll have merchandise. It'll be great. (laughs) Okay, so while Mumble soils himself in his murder hole, the scene changes and he's back at Penguin School, leaving us to ponder how he escaped the murder hole and the murder birds. The narrator explains that Mumble spent his, uh... Okay. The... The narrator explains that Mumble spent his time in back of the class daydreaming and not practicing to sing because he's bad at it. This comes up later as Mumble fails to graduate from penguin school. Because, sure, okay. Uh, Graduation for them, of course. Their first malt. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. 
And okay. he doesn't molt all the way. I thought it was just because he can't sing worth a shit. And no. So he can't graduate. No, okay. he can't graduate because he can't molt because he had a developmental problem in the egg because his father was a fuck up and dropped his egg. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess Mumble didn't graduate not because he can't sing, but because he hasn't molted. And uh, he's not embarrassed at all about any of this. If anything, he's just kind of like, this is bullshit. And Norma <laughs> Jean is not having any of this. And she's like, you go be your... <clears throat> You go be your best. And Mumble is like, okay, I'll go make friends with all the sea monsters because I'm so friendly. Also, I haven't finished molting, so I'll definitely freeze when I go into the water. Spoiler, Mumble seems to insta-molt when he hits the icy big wet. Like, he he molts a little bit more when he comes out of the water, mm -hmm. even though, like, he doesn't have the proper feathers to, yeah, like, no, survive he... the sub-zero temperatures yeah and that that was something that did bother me all the way through like even my first viewing that was the one thing that i was like i know why you're doing this but it's dumb <laughs> he would be dead yeah he would be he, very dead he would they, be very very dead and i knew that as a toddler from watching scamper when scamper falls into the water and nearly freezes to death because he hadn't molted yet dumbass penguin kids movies <laughs> Mumble seems to be able to swim very well, and swims well enough and plays with the others as they do synchronized penguin swimming. <laughs> Gloria has a few peckers chasing her, telling her how good she looks and how they'd like to make an egg with her. <clears throat> Mumble is like, oh yeah, Gloria, the only one of my peers who ever showed kindness towards me. She has nice feather cleavage. <laughs> Mumble and Gloria have a moment inside in the water but it's cut short before mumble uh, uh, can offer gloria his pecker because fish <laughs> and all the penguins go into a frenzy chasing the fish mumble catches a fish but gloria does not mumble still wants gloria to take his egg pecker so he <laughs> offers her his fish but she's like nah i'll get one next time you caught it you eat it but the jerk baby eating birds from earlier swoop in and try to steal the fish Mumble gives chase and leaps into the air, catching the fish in the bird's beak, and Mumble, fighting with three skua, ends up pulling the fish free! <laughs> and Mumble free... F Mumble's fallen! Free fallen! <laughs> I apologize, that was... <laughs> that was better than my Australian <laughs> accent. So we're good. He free falls through the sky and almost dies as he slams into the ice and just kind of slides <laughs> down. Gloria comes over to check on him and mumble mumbles for her to take the damn fish that he almost died for. And Gloria does, thanking Mumbler. And it's just... It, I don't know. Yeah. I, the animation in this is good and the penguin models look good and stuff like that. And there is charming and endearing aspects to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's stuff where I'm just kind of like, yeah, that didn't need to happen. That no, could have That could have been no. written differently. However. They could have had a better meat cue. <laughs> yeah. However, that night, all the newly minted flippers are having a rave and singing and dancing, clapping their fins and having a good old time. But that good old time is cut short by Mumble, who ruins their good time with his actual penguin noises. Good going, Mumble. <laughs> Mumble gets ridiculed by his peers, and he's just kind of like, meh, whatever. We then see Mumble hanging out on a piece of sea ice. Like, that is, I do have an issue with some of the transitions, because mm -hmm. it'll just be like, you know, hey, Mumble's trapped in an ice hole. Now he's just 
yeah. back at home and everything's fine. We don't know how he got out of there. Okay, Mumble's on like this iceberg having a rave with his peers. Okay, now it's daytime and he's just on this piece of sea that ice. That one they kind of have a transition for because he leaves the ice flow that his peers are all on and gets on that sea ice and is just but it's... watching from a distance oh, because okay. he's just sort of like, yeah, even Glory is sick of my shit. I'm just going to hang out here. I guess I might be forever my alone. I guess I took my eyes off the screen for that. So he was on that sea ice the whole night until the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And while he's on that sea ice in the morning, we see it tip and shake and Mumble thinks that his friends, in square in scare quotes, are playing a joke on him. But nope, it's a leopard seal and he's hungry for some flippers. We get a chase scene with Mumble evading the lion seal or the leopard seal. The <laughs> seal almost gets Mumble a couple of times, but he ends up uh, beaching himself on some ice. And I guess it was all part of a penguin plan, a plan to embarrass the seal and maybe impress some penguins i don't know if i missed something there because mumble's doing his whole like evading and then he boom just comes out of the ice and he lands among these other penguins and it seemed like they were expecting him like it seemed like they were almost like they were trying to troll the leopard seal did i interpret that incorrectly like was it just a coincidence that they all landed there just been a coincidence but who knows? I will say. Who knows with these characters? I, I liked the model for the leopard seal a yes, lot. Yes, it was so good. And you don't see seals as predators in kids' fiction usually. So it's really cool to see a leopard seal for what a penguin would see a leopard seal as, which is scary as fuck. Yeah, wolf of the sea, yeah. And it's. Uh, the model is really well done, and like uh, as they land on the ice and stuff, the leopard seal is like trying to belly flop towards them, you know, scoot to snatch mm-hmm. at him because Mumble is not alone. He's among some new Adeli penguin friends, and they're all mercilessly mocking the leopard seal as he inches closer and closer, trying to eat them. Mumble shows off his fancy footwork in excitement, and the Adeli penguins are like, Oh, holy shit, hombre. What is that thing you do with your feet? And that's how they sound, and I had forgotten about the racist-ass penguins. It's all tappy-tappy. In Adeli culture, that makes all the chicas lay eggs. I don't know why all the Adelis are coded as, like, super cholo. Like, uh, like, like... Like, stereotypical. Like... Like, Like, (laughs) that was... Like the fucking crows. <laughs> you know, it really was. It's, it really was. And they're all like this, man. It, you know what kind of reminds me a little bit is Cheech Marin's uh, version of the Chihuahua from Oliver and Oh company. my god, you're right. Hey, man. Like, he's, 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 yeah, got, he's he got that going he's on. He's definitely got that going on. And, uh, man. I do like, though, that they do play into the thing with the deli penguins where it's like you've got to find the best rocks gotta find a pebble man gotta find the best pebbles to show off your girl because that's actually pretty common with a lot of your shore nesting penguins like adelis gentoos uh i think rock hoppers do it too hey man you have trouble finding a girl get your bitch a rock bitches love rocks i loved the oldest penguin couple that we had at the aquarium the male really didn't have any interest in mating, and in fact, <laughs> oh that, yeah, oh god! In fact, her baby probably was not his. <laughs> yeah, were you saying that like she was fucking other males, but then he would raise her young? Yes. So it's just, and like 
she would be all like, okay, it's nest building time. And so he'd just bring over a rock and she would look at it and pick it up and just throw it at his head. Like, <laughs> do better. Not this one, you dingus. Oh, man. Animals animals are funny. Like, they really are. Okay. Anyways, after uh, they sufficiently embarrassed the leopard seal and he he uh, belly flops away in defeat mumble is invited to follow his new adeli buddies to their territory and they show him off to all the adeli babes who like the fancy footwork ramon the head adeli friend is like yo mumble you've got so much charisma with your fancy feet i bet you get all the tail feathers and mumble is like no not really in fact everybody seems to hate me and the adelis are like yeah, he's so humble. <laughs> Mumble hangs out and parties with the Adelis for the remainder of the scene. Mumble and his homies party hardy and end up sliding <laughs> down a mountain in an epic style and uh, jump into the big wet as it's as a massive chunk of ice <laughs> collapses <laughs> collapses into the big wet. The penguins see an alien machine and they almost get trapped by it as it falls into the deep of the big wet. Mumble and the hombres come out of it all right, though. And Mumble is like, that was wild. Holy shit, wasn't that wild, guys? And the Adelis are like, yeah, man, wild, but we're going now. And Mumble is baffled. Don't you want to know about the alien machine? What about the aliens? Don't you want to get abducted and probed? <laughs> and the Adelis are like, fuck no, man, are you loco? And Mumble is like, but, but, mystery and adventure. <laughs> And Ramon is like, oh, so you want answers to your mystery, huh? You must ask Lovelace, but you better bring a pebble. <laughs> I miss Robin Williams I a do lot. Too. Uh, I miss him so much. Because he did three characters in this. And I, I just... <sighs> yeah. I miss him. Mumble follows the others as they go to see Lovelace who is a big old pimp of a penguin on top of a mountain of pebbles with a harem of adoring gals. <laughs> Lovelace demands a pebble for a question, and when Mumble gets up to ask his question, he sees that Lovelace has a six-pack plastic holder around his neck. Mumble asks if Lovelace knows about aliens, if he was abducted and probed, and if they put things in his neck. <laughs> Lovelace says that he got it, from the mystic spirits who gave it to him on his journey of enlightenment to the forbidden shore. Mumble is like, but tell me about the probing. <laughs> the other penguins in line I waiting. Want something up my butt. Yeah, cloaca. It's a multi-purpose hole and I like it. The other penguins in line waiting for their questions get mad and are like, get this big happy tappy footed freak out of the way. And before all, an all-out riot can break out, Loveless is like, We should not fight. We should fuck. Make love, not war. Make lots of love all night long. <laughs> and then he tells the penguins to turn to the penguin next to them and give him a big hug. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's hugs going on among the Adelis. While he takes a group of Adeli females. While he, while he goes in back for an orgy <laughs> in a kid's movie. You know, <laughs> a family show <laughs> with good messages like <laughs> orgies. Uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, yeah. how come there aren't any other rock hoppers around? Like, just him. 
Uh, I know that they're uh, endangered, but they're not that endangered. He's not the last of his kind. He's not the last of his kind. Maybe maybe he's working the long con kind of thing. Like, mm. he came from a different area, and he's like, I have wisdom that you all need to know about, but first give me shit and your women. He's a mega church pastor is what he is. He, he kind of is. Like, he very much has kind of like a, a, a preacher quality mm-hmm. to him. Um, voiced by Robin Williams, who does does a great job. Mm-hmm. But, okay. The penguins all disperse, and a conversation begins uh, on Mumble and his people. If they do not collect shiny pebbles to attract the tail, what do they do? When Mumble tells them that they sing, the Adelis laugh and laugh, but a plan is hatched, and in the mm-hmm. next scene... <laughs> In the next scene, we see Gloria with her pick of the of the singing peckers. Until who? So it's okay, yeah. So in the next scene, we see Gloria with her pick of the singing peckers, who are just trying to serenade her and be like, "You want me, Gloria? You want me, baby?" Until who? Who I ask you should show up singing a Latinx inspired music? It's Mumble. He's here to woo the beautiful Gloria. Gloria sees through the ruse and is like, No, Mumble, I want a pecker that can sing. I don't care about happy feet. Mumble is like, Why can't you sing to my happy feet? And then he taps and taps and taps, and he taps all the way through Gloria's cold heart and into her (laughs) warmer heart. (laughs) Gloria realizes (laughs) that there is beauty in Mumble's happy, tappy feet. And so they do the, and so do the other penguins as they start uh, doing the happy tappy dance with Mumble, but not nearly as happy tappy as Mumble can, because he's got the happy tappy gift, and he mm-hmm. has the happiest tappiest of the tappy feet. <laughs> Which I will say that is definitely my favorite part of the entire show is yeah. just the the tap dancing aspect mm-hmm. of it, because it's really good. Yeah, because uh, Savian motherfucking Glover. Yeah, but it was mocap and he did all that. And it, it is it is cool when the other penguins are trying to copy his tapping. And mm-hmm. then he does a really intricate one and they're all like, nope. And he's just like, ha, 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 ha. What I love, too, is any time that you see that, you see him breaking down the steps. Like, especially later, there's a really touching moment where he's breaking down his steps for his dad. Mm-hmm. And it's in the same way that you would, as you start out tap dancing, the same sort of first steps that you learn. So it was one of those like, oh. If I had any musical talent, uh, I I could have seen going into tap dancing because tap dancing. It's so fun. It just sounds. I I love it. Like I I I get captivated by tap dancing. I still have my practice board. Um, I was about a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> it's a good weight loss. <laughs> it's a very good weight loss. Meanwhile. <laughs> The grumbly penguin elders are watching from on high, and they're like, This youth, this is youth in revolt. They're not doing things by tradition. They're doing something new, and new is bad. New angers our penguin god, and doing new things is why the penguin god has taken the fish away from us. We should use our penguin cult to browbeat and intimidate the others into following our old, set-in-our-ways penguin rules. And the <clears throat> and the protocols of the learned elders of Antarctica must Holy be upheld. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Warren, they're very much coded that way. 
and the angry elders descend to give their cult propaganda. This backsliding mumble must forsake his foreigner friends and the tapping of feet, or he will continue to anger the penguin god. And it's actually probably his fault that they have this scarcity at all because he's a freak baby. Memphis at this time, breaks down while trying to convince Mumble to fall in line with their weird cult. And he admits that Mumble (gasps) is messed up because of him. Because he dropped him in the snow. And everybody is like, (gasps) Mumble is like, my being dropped aside. Maybe this, (laughs) these weird cult, maybe this weird cult stuff is uh, not real. Maybe the shortage of fish is the result of something beyond our control because we're penguins maybe (laughs) maybe aliens maybe aliens are responsible for it aliens with weird limbs and fleshy faces might be responsible for the shortage and the elders call him mad mad they say they say that that uh uh mumble is mad for talking about aliens and thinking that possibly they could be responsible for the shortage of fish instead of their penguin god and they tell him that he must be exiled and forced to leave. Mumble is like, fine, I'll go. But when I find out, when I find the aliens, I'm going to ask if they probe you so hard. <laughs> also, when I come back, uh, also I'll come back when I realize what's wrong with the fish supply. Later, and Mumble just walks off with his Adeli brace. And Mumble is, Mumble is way too well adjusted for a lot of the scenarios yes. that he's put yes, into. Yes, he is. He very much is just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, he just kind of rolls with it on a lot of stuff. So, when I first saw this, it was uh, when I was still struggling a bit with uh, balancing being in a admittedly conservative Christian group with the Lutheran church I was in, because even though it was the liberal lutheran church they were about to have their big schism um over gay marriage i was also going like oh well i'm bi what i i'm different and so that i think that that's what spoke to me with this but looking back on it i'm like no mumble well (laughs) there definitely there definitely is the 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 Attempted moral at, yeah. you know, people who are different are, mm-hmm. are usually easy targets. You know, yeah. people who don't want to conform are easy targets, mm-hmm. you know, and there definitely is the the theme of uh, accepting people who are different and yeah. stuff like that. So there is good stuff in it, morally wise, but they it's... don't do a good job <laughs> with it. It kind of gets lost with the uh, ec- ecological issues yeah. in it, you know. So but anyway, OK, OK. So, ex- so uh, uh, Mumble gets exiled, and while on the march towards adventure, Mumble and his gang are caught up by uh, Gloria, who is like, I'm coming too, Mumble! And Mumble wants to hurt her feelings and so that she'll go back to, uh, I was going to say the tribe, but the flock? What, it what? was, uh, he said, Empire Land or something. Empire Emperor Land. Land. Emperor Land. Dumb And name. so he makes the decision to hurt her feelings because he's like, it's going to be bad if she follows us. She's not going to have a normal penguin life. I've been exiled. You know, she's a smoking hottie. She can go get whatever penguin mm-hmm. pecker she wants and live mm-hmm. a happy life and all that stuff. And uh, so Mumble has to hurt her feelings by saying that he's not interested in the relationship and that her singing sucks. <laughs> Mumble pushes Gloria away and uh, 
as announced by the Adeli, the Adeli play-by-play, and Gloria <laughs> is like, fine, go, I don't care about you anymore, you jerk. And it's revealed that Mumble pushed Gloria away so that he could have, so that she could have a normal Emperor Penguin life, complete with all the normal cult stuff and worshipping their weird penguin god. Maybe getting eaten by a leopard seal. Maybe. Anyways, the Fellowship of the Flippers come back to Loveless, <laughs> who is choking on his mystic amulet. They have to play charades in order to find out that Loveless was swimming and he got the amulet stuck on his neck. And also, the Forbidden Shore is on the other side of these mountains that are right near him. So the Fellowship sets off to scale the mountain <laughs> and find the Forbidden Shore, well, they'll, where they'll throw the cursed six-pack holder into the fires of... <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. Uh, I mean, close enough. Elijah Wood's there, so. Yeah, that's true. The Fellowship of the Flippers crosses the initial mountain where they come to the Elephant Seal hangout. Mumble and the gang go down to talk to them, and the Elephant Seals are like, Crikey, what are you lot doing here? Looking for aliens and anal probes, eh? Well, that's beyond the blizzard field wasteland on the Forbidden Shore where the aliens have an annihilator that eats whales and creatures that it come across. You're all going to die. And Mumble is like, I'll just go up and talk to them. Appeal to their better nature. <laughs> and the elephant seals are, and the elephant seal Irwin is like, ha, 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 ha. When you get annihilated, tell us how it worked out for you. And they all laugh and laugh as the fellowship marches towards what will surely be certain doom. <laughs> The Fellowship presses onward through a storm. They have to find the aliens that <clears throat> and that fun annihilator the elephant seals mentioned. The gang wakes up next uh, the next morning after being covered by the blizzard, and they see that Loveless is gone, and they set out to find him. They pass a human church and a graveyard before coming to what looks like an abandoned alien settlement. They track Loveless to a buoy where he continues choking on his amulet. I don't know why the fuck he just wandered off. That's never explained. It's never no, talked it's about. He not. just, you know, he's choking, slowly dying, and he's like, "This is a good time for me to go on a walkabout." <laughs> Unless it was a <laughs> reference of the uh, Robert Scott. Uh, was it Robert Scott uh, expedition that went poorly mm. in Antarctica? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Because one of the guys was like. I'm going to go out for a minute because he was frostbitten and he was like, I'll slow them down. And he walked out and never to be seen again. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no bueno. Okay. As the gang tries to help Loveless, whales show up. Killer whales. <laughs> and they proceed to uh, try to kill our heroes. Through some wacky slap stickery, the gang evades <laughs> what should have been certain death and they find themselves on some ice away from the killer whales. And that part confused me because there's a part where two of the penguins are inside the killer mm -hmm. whale's mouths. And then the whales, like, spit them out and they're, like, playing with their food. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like... Because whales are sadistic motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Well, porpoises are sadistic yeah. motherfuckers. They can be, but I mm -hmm. also get the feeling that they, once in the mouth, they would have just gone... Nom, 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 nom. You'd think. No. I mean, I don't know, I'll go find an Antarctica porpoise and ask them what they do with penguins when they eat them. I don't think that's how killer whales sound. 
I can't do the killer whale noise because it's this high pitch like <laughs> no, it's like a bunch of clicking and stuff. It's like oh yeah, yeah like yeah. from Free Willy. That's exactly that, where that my mind whale. went. That's exactly but where my mind went. I'm sure that if you spoke dolphin to them, that have a little bit of an understanding. <laughs> like oh you know, okay, it's kind of related. You know, it's like it's like if you know Spanish, you can kind of parse out some French. Italian works better for that joke, but <laughs> I was Portuguese. I was staring at Kay because, because, fuck French. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, they evade the killer. Well, they don't evade the killer whales. The killer whales spit them out of their mouth and into safety. Oh, and Loveless was freed of his amulet uh, by just having it ripped off. And the stuff with him choking. <laughs> really gave me some severe anxiety uh, though I, it's one of those things that i'm like he was choking on it normally and they've been marching him down yeah so he's been on this journey and then he gets it caught on the buoy when it's being rocked and back he's and like forth, hanging and he's from hanging it and it's like from it and then it gets i'm just like i don't do good with things near throats yeah i just i don't and now loveless has a nice little ring around his neck to show where the 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 amulet was and, oh yeah, so now that Loveless is freed of his amulet, he is now all bravado-y, telling the whales to flip her off and uh, <laughs> get Orca their way. <laughs> and other whale puns. Just then, when they think that the certain death has passed, more certain death emerges. A ship is breaking through the ice, and the Fellowship of the Flipper try to waddle their way out of the path, but they can't waddle fast enough. They they almost get crushed by ice, but it comes out, but they come out of it okay. Through the mercy of Penguin Jesus, they survive. <laughs> Onwards to more certain death. <laughs> In pursuit of the I I did Penguin yeah. Christ. I, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> The Great Gwyn. <laughs> How we have fish all because of him. Uh, <laughs> so I think that we are led to think that the Annihilators are the ships. That's what I think because of the propellers and stuff that would catch a whale in it. I or... guess that makes sense. I yeah. guess that makes sense because they never specifically say what the Annihilators are. But I will reference to the ships as Annihilators. Mm -hmm. In pursuit of the Annihilators, Mumble and the gang find themselves on a steep ice cliff. And they're like, oh well, this is the end of the row. You did your best, Mumble. Now let's go back and tell everyone you failed. Mumble is like, tell my mom that I love her. Tell Gloria she still can't sing. I'm going to find out where the fish are. And Mumble dives into the water. And it's like a 300 foot, mm. like, just dive off this cliff into the water. And I'm just sitting here going, okay. I know penguins are really good divers. Mm -hmm. However, no. he's probably falling fast enough that he would still hit that water pretty hard. Yeah. I feel like he... <laughs> probably, especially because it's, it's it's extra cold icy water mm -hmm. i'm like i know that you're designed to dive but you're designed to dive like not from a fucking cliff <laughs> yeah they don't fall that far usually and you were funny too because it shows a close-up of mumble's face as he's like diving down and it's wrote the camera's rotating around him and Kay is just like close that nictating membrane close that nictating <laughs> membrane your eye's gonna freeze close that nictating membrane <laughs> it's gonna hurt <laughs> 
Mumble hits the water from a cliff dive that probably should have killed him and goes after the alien ships. Loveless yells to Mumble from the clifftop, saying that he'll tell Mumble's story for generations to come. He'll tell of his bravery, his heroism, his tappy, tappy feet. <laughs> Loveless narrates Mumble's journey and how he went far and wide, further and wider than any penguin has ever gone, into a new land. Mumble beaches himself and is left for dead, but a passerby snatches him up and takes him to Penguin Heaven, an aquarium. <laughs> Mumble Hello, Dave. Oh, goodness. So the penguins just refer to him as Dave, but it's like, this place is hell. The aliens are keeping us... <laughs> oh, this place is hell. The aliens are keeping us in a box. That's not a sky. It's hard, and it hurts when I put my face towards it. We can't fish. The fish just fall out of rocks. What's happening? <laughs> and... It is implied to be SeaWorld's penguin world. And, but it didn't make me laugh. I was like, Mumble comes out, you know, initially, and where are we? We're in heaven, Dave. <laughs> like, he's, <laughs> this one penguin, like, he was just, I don't, it's one of those things that it makes me wonder. It's like, oh, these are penguins who can't be released into the wild because maybe they've been injured or rehabilitated mm -hmm. or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, this penguin is, is institutionalized, you know? Mm-hmm. They had uh, fairy penguins. Uh, they had a lot of penguins. Blackfoot penguins. I don't think that... They... Penguins that wouldn't mix. Yeah, well, part of the reason <laughs> being is that they're penguins that all have different temperatures that yes. they live at. Yes. Pengu uh, emperor penguins can withstand the coldest mm -hmm. weather. Gentoo penguins have to have it warmer than other penguins, and mm -hmm. fairy penguins, I think, have to have it even warmer. Yeah, because Gentoo penguins, it's up to 46 yeah. degrees. Um, Whereas, like, that's with... when the alarms would go. <laughs> but with, yeah, but with, like, emperor penguins, like, it has to be, like, freezing, like, mm -hmm. more or less. Anywhere, yeah. or, anyway, anyway. Because they're so well insulated against the cold that if it's not cold, they're gonna, mm -hmm. they're gonna mm -hmm. die of heat stroke. Boy, though, I love, I, I did love this scene just because of the obviously wild penguin trying to communicate with these aliens like hey you're taking the fish he just, ah, hey and then from ah, the human's perspective he's just ah, 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 ah. Ah. <laughs> oh latte's just like no yeah no more my mom and dad are weird Weeks and months go by. Mumble's will is broken. He's a feathery-brained zombie who has lost his mind. He just... stares into the middle distance. Until one day, a little girl does oh, that there's thing. a bit before that oh, that's ahead. terrifying. And it's where he's... he is waiting for the fish, and the fish comes down, and then he hears his mom. <gasps> oh, and Gloria. God, that. And they're just like... It's okay. It's all right. We'll be waiting for you. We haven't gotten any fish, but we're glad that you got fish. And he's and he's throwing the fish at the wall. He's like, trying there's plenty to... of fish here. We yeah. All... Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I forgot that it's... he basically has a break from reality. Yes. With and that. that happens right before the callback to yes. earlier Thank with you, the Kay. little girl. Thank you, Kay. Because, yes, that... Ugh. Brain, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mumble has sufficiently lost his mind, 
and uh, just stares into the middle distance until one day a little girl does that thing that people say not to do to the animals. I, I would have sprayed people if I could have been allowed to. They usually have signs, like right there. Yeah, we there. do. Saying, we had signs saying had... to don't do this thing. Mm-hmm. But we know what she does. She taps the glass. Tap, tap, tap. And the tap, tap, tap sparks a memory within Mumble. A memory that seemed part of another world, another lifetime ago. Another Mumble. Mumble overcomes his mental break from reality, digs deep within himself, and taps! <laughs> he tappity tappity taps his way into internet stardom. Mumble, <laughs> mumble taps. Da- mumble, mumble, Speaking of mumbles, mumbles tap dancing gets the humans' attention, and he's an overnight sensation. We then see that mumble is, and then then this is another example of how it's just like okay, boom, like. Well, I mean, I guess this no, scene, this, this scene trans- was, yeah, this this does transition better. I'm I'm not being fair because you know he's tap dancing inside of his enclosure all the penguins are looking at him like what the fuck and all the people are like oh my god they're pulling out their phones they're recording stuff and then you see it on the internet and just people calling they're like oh my god you gotta come down to the aquarium and see this fucking penguin mm. and then you see the what is he trying to tell us is <laughs> oh my gosh we need to stop fishing down there and it's kind of one of those that's kind of dumb that that's how they <laughs> it it yeah that that's how they parse out the they're they affecting their environment. It's yeah. It's it's like I said, the last third, the last act yeah. of this show is kind of dumb. I will <laughs> say I forgot to mention it. The Dave moment is a callback to two thousand one, a Space Odyssey, is a little it? bit. Okay, because of Dave goes to a zoo at the end of that oh. <laughs> and spends the rest of his life in a zoo until he reincarnates until he reincarnates of. into a star baby and then becomes part of the monolith and then until he becomes the 3001 which is weird yeah <laughs> anyways dinosaur servants <laughs> jesus okay 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 uh so after mumble taps his way into internet stardom we then see him mumble he's back in his natural habitat, trying to tell his people that he made contact with the aliens and that they're stealing the food and that they seem to respond to his tapping. The others are like, that's crazy. You're crazy. We see Gloria come back, uh, surrounded by a big fat penguin and a horde of babies. Humble tries to inquire if, you know, the big fat guy is uh, her mate. And if all the uh, crotchlings are hers, <laughs> Gloria is like, no, I'm their music teacher, along with big fat Seymour. And Seymour is like, it's just Seymour. <laughs> Mumble's mother. <laughs> Mumble's mother and, and the Adele amigos find Mumble and uh, love and hugs are exchanged. Mumble and is going, what the fuck is that on your back? Well, it's not there yet. Oh. But yes, Mumble is taken to his father, who has been left in a downward spiral since Mumble left. The music has left him. Oh, no, the censor was before that. Did because, I skip it? Because uh, they are like, what's that on your back? Turn around. And he's just, oh, yeah, this thing that helps them track me. And I then... do make reference to that, mm-hmm. but I guess I got my notes mixed up. Yeah, because it I starts will... beeping and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I will I will talk about that. But yes, Mumble has a has an antenna on his back and people are like, that's weird. 
but Mumble goes to see his father, who's not been well since Mumble left. The music has left Memphis, and he's overwhelmed with guilt over dropping his son as an egg and never being supportive of him. Mumble forgives his dad and tries to eat a peanut butter sandwich on a toilet. (laughs) Is that how Elvis died? Yes. Elvis is not dead. He just went home. Uh, (laughs) Mumble forgives his dad and tries to dance the music back into his dad's heart. He tells him that dancing is like singing with your body, which I guess, Mm -hmm. sure, I mean... (laughs) That's really tap dancing is drumming with your feet, as I have. That's still one of my favorite things that you have said. I love that. I miss tap dancing. It's like drumming with your feet. That's true. No, yeah, I agree. It's very true. Mumble taps the music back into his father's heart, and the family comes together and rejoices. Yay for family healing. <laughs> back to the larger plot at hand. The <laughs> elders are not happy that Mumble has returned and placed these new thoughts into the penguin population's heads. Mumble tries to explain to everyone that the aliens are coming, here, and that he thinks that they want to help. The elders show up to be like, Heresy! Our only, our, only our penguin god can take and give. And besides, aliens are not real. Gloria notices that Mumble has something on his back and asks him to turn around. Mumble has a device on him and the elders are like, He's a traitor! He brought the aliens that I just said don't exist, but he brought them to our location! Traitor! And the others are like, because they don't know what to think. (laughs) We then get the sudden sound and swirling of snow and the whirling of mechanisms. A large alien flying machine flies overhead. And the elders shit themselves as they see their cult stranglehold unraveling around them in real time. The alien flying machine lands on a large ice cliff, and five strange orange beings step out of the craft. Mumble dances for them, which causes all the other penguins to dance, and the dancing music makes the aliens move and dance too. The aliens record the army of dancing flipper birds, and the entire world goes nuts. <laughs> I hate that this is exactly what it would take it, like, to make change. My my unfortunately pessimistic and slightly nihilist sister, when we're watching this, she goes, this is Justify Your Existence, the movie. Like, and unless you do something to make the humans happy, your life doesn't mean anything. Unfortunately? I mean, there's... That's true. There's definitely truth to that. I have to constantly justify vultures to people, so... Mm. And crows and magpies and alalas, so... La, 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 I don't la, know if la, I pronounced la. that right, so sorry. Man, who Are, are they going to complain to you? You pronounced our well, names wrong. No, like, the Hawaiian crow, that's what their actual proper name is in Hawaiian, oh. is the alala... I think it's alala, or... I can't pronounce it right, because I haven't been able to find a guide. I, if someone... Yeah. Someone from Hawaii, let me know, because I want to know, because I love those birds, man. Kay does. Kay talks about Hawaiian crows. Anyways, anyways. We then see people arguing in various locations, courts, public arenas, on television, and in political venues. All arguing about overfishing and its impact on these entertaining creatures. I don't want to live in a world without penguins. That's a fucking line from the movie. (laughs) Cries one man. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares about penguins? Cries another. How did they learn how to tap dance professionally? (laughs) 
I cry inside my head as I write this. <laughs> and the world seemed to agree uh, on pulling out from fishing in the Antarctic. Which is good for the penguins, I'm sure, but bad for somewhere else because they're going to be fishing somewhere else. Oh well, whatever creature is affected by the new fishing better get their own animated movie or they're screwed. Or, we'll see if my Fortnite thing works with California Congress <laughs> playing Fortnite. <laughs> Surprisingly good shot. Surprisingly good shot. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the fish, re the fish return to the oceans and all the penguins are happy as they tap their feet rhythmically into the credits. The end. I have mixed feelings about this movie. For one, it was beautifully animated, mm -hmm. like well animated. The creatures look good, you know, the effects look good. Mm -hmm. um, the individual feather rendering stuff that they had to get mm -hmm. IBM to that was good help with, you know, with rendering. Like, uh, yeah, there's a lot of technical aspects to the show that are very good. Uh, it is a jukebox musical, like you had mentioned, mm -hmm. and honestly, I feel like the music is one of the weaker points in mm -hmm. this, um, because they never, well, I shouldn't say never, they kind of rapid fire different parts of song. It kind of, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of Weird Al's polka songs, yeah. but not with the polka music. They're medleys, definitely. Yeah. They're, they're medleys that they sing and rearrangements and stuff. Yeah, and... I don't really care for that. It doesn't, I, I don't, it doesn't appeal to me uh, personally, mm -hmm. but the tap dancing absolutely mm -hmm. does. And that's probably musically my favorite part of the movie. Um, the story I kind of feel like is all over the place because it tries to be a coming of age and finding your place and, uh, you know, having, more, you know, other morals of, oh, accept people for being different and it's okay to be different and it's okay to go against the status quo and like they, they they try to have too many yeah too many it, things it juggling to have been more either more focused or integrate those things better because yeah. it didn't it did feel really jumbled um and i'm especially sad now that we didn't get to see anything with like a penguin robot because that would be the funniest goddamn thing to have in a movie like this where the penguins mm -hmm. are just chilling and then a research drone drives yeah. up to them in a penguin costume and they're mm -hmm. just like what the fuck is this thing yeah you're not from around here are you bud uh, 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 uh. i don't understand that dialect what did he say <laughs> to a penguin it would be hello i'm fred hello fellow penguin my name is fred how about fish 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 he doesn't say much, does he? Fish. No. <laughs> he just keeps talking about fish. Not saying what kind Simple of fish either. Simple Fred. But, uh, his I, father dropped him on his head. I, it's one of those things where, again, I remember it more fondly, but having rewatched it, I'm kind of like, there's some major problems with yeah, it. And yeah. some of them are problems that are things that, like, they were things that, I did have a problem with looking back on it, but I sort of forgave it a little bit more. And now looking with a more critical eye, I'm like, it's the same kind of thing. No. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing that uh, usually when we're critical of something, it's because we want it, you know, we want it to be better than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some more focus with the show probably would have been better. 
watching uh, but, it. But I don't know. It's 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 okay. You know, I, I feel like it's harmless enough. You could put yeah. it on for kids and not have to worry too much about the content. Yeah. Other than your little kid going, "Daddy, Daddy, we're killing all the penguins. I don't want to eat fish sticks." And then you'd be like, "Ah, eh, isn't a loss." Oh, you're worried I about mean, the penguins, huh? Well, you know. What about all the other animals, you little mm-hmm. shit? You only care about penguins? Well, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it's not a loss if you stop eating fish sticks or at least cut down on fish eating. Hey, because... eat your mercury sticks, Kay. I don't want to eat my mercury sticks. They're breaded. There's only this much fish in them. <laughs> um, the one thing that I thought the whole time watching it is, A, because of the way that my brain works whenever I watch an animated musical I always imagine it translated to stage. Hmm. And I'm sitting here going, okay, this could translate, but I would want them to do what they did when they moved Sister Act to stage. New soundtrack. Don't make it a jukebox musical. Give it its own soundtrack. I agree with that 100%. Yes, because then you can really play uh, play with it musically and really tie in the music make that as strong as the rest of the elements of it make it as strong as the tap dancing make it as strong as you know this thing about that actually probably would have made the show um a little bit more concise is if the journey to the quote-unquote forbidden shore would have just been a research station where Mm -hmm. you know they're like oh it's an alien base you know blah, blah blah kind of thing and then because that would have been a way that they could make contact with, quote-unquote, the aliens mm-hmm. without him ending up in a fucking zoo. Yeah. Because um, I, I thought that was dumb, personally. Uh, it, it's it's a way for them to do that, and the the issue I kind of have with it is that he if they found a penguin washed up on a beach, he wouldn't have been on exhibit. He would have been in an off area where they're trying Recovering. to re- yeah, recover and rehabilitate him and stuff. And that's that's a part that I'm like, no, I shit on SeaWorld a lot, but they don't generally do that with their rescue animals. They do actually release what they rescue that are rescues, but... As long as they're not whales or as dolphins. Long as they're not whales. <laughs> but it, uh, that, that part... You could still keep that, I guess, because I did like the moment with the little girl tapping him back into reality, calling back to Gloria, tapping in the egg. But even that, you know, if they go up to a research station and they see this penguin and are going, holy shit, you haven't molted, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Let's do all these medical tests and then, oh, he can tap dance. Okay, let's figure this out. Do a study on the penguins. Follow the penguins. Send a drone with them. And it's one of those things that I feel like that if they would have gone that route, the researchers who would have been... Because in the real world, there is a research base down in Antarctica that is studying penguins. And I feel like this is is an alternate universe where I'm kind of like, you guys just kind of jumped over the logical plot point that's already there for the story. Yeah. And I feel like the researchers would probably have already been aware and advocating for not overfishing Mm -hmm. in this area. So here's something that could have been interesting and kept their weird penguin cult plot. (laughs) You have your researchers that are researching these penguins and they're just doing penguin shit. Like, 
there's no tap dancing penguins. There, it's just like, oh yeah, they're singing to each other, and of course to humans, it's ah, and then you either can have that mumble actually can sing well, or it, plus his tap dancing, or it's just the tap dancing. But that that's a thing that they notice, but that, like, at one point they're studying the group and it's like, oh, the tap dancing penguin's gone. And then, oh, he's back. Let's try and research him some more and let's see if we can get some funding down here with, like, you could have tied that in and that that's his difference made it made a difference for these researchers and his community, like something like that. So I guess the, I've rewritten Happy Feet. It's better now. <laughs> it, uh, agreed. I was gonna say the. I guess the the short of the matter is that uh, Kay and I are not pleased with the story, mm-hmm. and uh, we would do it differently. Tap dancing would still be in there. Tap dancing is fine. Mm-hmm. I think that that was cool. Maybe a little bit less Queen and uh, less Elvis. Maybe less just some original music. Un- yeah, more original music. Get uh get Sondheim on this or but, Frank uh, Wildhorn or like... Weber even Weber could do Happy Feet. Nah, fuck you, Weber. Um, <laughs> I while I I enjoyed it enough, mm-hmm. I I kind of was disappointed by this. I was yeah. hoping it would be better than it was. Um, and so I'm kind of like I was disappointed rewatching it and being like, oh, it's okay. Happy Feet two still worse, but <laughs> you know what? I'm not disappointed in what we're doing next week. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Why don't you tell our wonderful listeners? So next week's going to be a different episode because we will have one of our dearest friends, friend of the show, amazing human being, wonderful podcaster of 5 and 30 with Ruck. We will be having Ruckland on our show and we will be covering Blues Brothers. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Me either. And, I'm so excited. And Ruck, it was funny because we've been wanting to do, uh, have Ruck on because Ruck's a musical theater fan as well. Mm-hmm. And he and Kay, he and Kay are able to bond over theater. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, wait, what are you guys talking about? Um, <laughs> and Ruck picked the show. And so we're excited to have him on. Because I'm so excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm but, excited. If it's one of those things I'm like, Man, this has been a long time coming. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm so, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. So yeah, next week, Blues Brothers. But you know, okay. Yeah. Unlike Happy Feet. Know what else I'm not disappointed in? Our wonderful listeners. Our wonderful listeners. So thank you so much, everybody, for checking in with us this week to talk about some Happy Dappy Penguin Feet and a weird cult that's probably anti-Semitic. In some way, yeah, yeah, yeah this, uh, there's some problems with this show. But anyway, <laughs> if you would like to reach out to Kay and I, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our dis, our uh, uh, Twitters, our Instagrams, our Facebooks, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server where we have our own Not Safe for Work channel. Come in, say hi, uh, talk about musical theater, share pictures of your animals. We like that. But Mm -hmm. the Cast Junkie uh, family of independent podcasts are great. There's a lot of really cool shows out there that I think people would benefit from uh, discovering. There's audio dramas. There's talk podcasts. You can learn something. uh, There's fun uh, actual play podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is 
a lot and it's it it grows like it's funny it's funny how much it's grown since we joined yeah so yeah. it's like you'll be scrolling through there i'm just like holy crap there's a lot of shows that are part of this network but it's awesome yes. and uh yeah you can also hop onto our t public and get yourself some merch our t public is on our website of tonedefmusical.com as well you can get yourself a jello cat you can get yourself our logo before it changes you can get ourself uh john the giant peak sea snail all that sort of shit. <laughs> um, if you want to go above and beyond, though, and help us out, please uh, like, share, subscribe, review. Uh, reviews really help out the show. If you want to go above and beyond that even more, you can join our Patreon, which is Tone Deaf Musical. There you can get a shout-out on the show and get bonus content when it gets released. It's... And Stuff that you won't get anywhere else. Yeah, and if you want to leave a review, Kay will sing it. And yep. if you mention Latte, she gets a cookie. Yes, and Latte would like some extra cookies. Because she's not spoiled enough. Not enough. So, Warren, I think I need to go and wrangle some condors before they uh, learn any more bad manners outside. I, I'm really nervous about how Fortnite's going to go with them now. You know, I'm wondering if they learn the effects of the boomsticks, they might just solve their own going extinct problems. Not a bad idea, mm -hmm. actually. New plan. All right, so that'll be it for this week. Arm the condors! <laughs> yes, arm the condors and the crows and the ravens. I love them. That'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Deaf. Death. Alright guys, come on back in. Come on. Okay, okay, so do you do you see this? This is a controller. You're gonna have a really hard time holding it because you don't have hands. I feel like they're gonna be better off using that. They probably will. But you know, it's good it's if we can come and use a controller, this is fucking amazing. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, they got foot feet and you gotta have moving moving a joystick. Alright, let me let me put this little headset on you and now I want y'all to repeat after me. Get good scrub. We'll work on it.